0: Some years ago, I realized that, as a pastor, I didn't have a first book to give someone who wanted to understand and practice Christian prayer. This doesn't mean there aren't great books on prayer. Many older works are immeasurably wiser and more penetrating than anything I could possibly produce. The best material on prayer has been written. Yet many of these excellent books are written in an archaic idiom, inaccessible to most contemporary readers. In addition, they tend to be primarily theological or devotional or practical, but seldom do they combine the theological, experiential, and methodological all under one cover. A book on the essentials of prayer should treat all three. Also. Nearly all the classic books on prayer spend a fair amount of time warning readers about practices in their day that were spiritually unhelpful or even damaging. Such cautions must be updated for readers living in each generation. Two kinds of prayer. Recent writers on prayer tend to have one of two views on the subject. Most now emphasize prayer as a means to experience God's love and to know oneness with Him. They promise a life of peace and of continual resting in God. Such authors often give radiant testimonies of feeling regularly surrounded by the Divine Presence. Other books, however, see the essence of prayer not as inward resting, but as calling on God to bring in His kingdom. Prayer is viewed as a wrestling match, often, or perhaps ordinarily, without a clear sense of God's immediate presence. One book of this sort is The Still Hour by Austin Phelps. He begins with the premise that a sense of the absence of God is the norm for the Christian at prayer, and that the experience of God's presence is difficult for most people to find. Another book with the same approach is Donald G. Bloch's The Struggle of Prayer. He criticizes what he calls Christian mysticism, He resists the teaching that prayer's ultimate goal is personal communion with God. He thinks this makes prayer a selfish end in itself. In his view, the highest aim of prayer is not peaceful reflection, but fervent supplication for the kingdom of God to come to fruition in the world and in our own lives. The ultimate aim of prayer is obedience to God's will, not the contemplation of His being. Prayer is not mainly for an inner state, but for conformity to God's purposes. What accounts for these two views? What we could call communion-centered and kingdom-centered prayer? One explanation is that they reflect people's actual experience. Some discover that their emotions are unresponsive toward God and that even paying attention in prayer for more than a few minutes is extremely difficult. Others regularly experience a feeling of God's presence. This accounts at least in part for the different views. However, theological differences also play a role. Bloch argues that mystical prayer fits more with the Catholic view that God's grace is infused directly into us through baptism and the Mass, rather than with the Protestant belief that we are saved through faith in God's word of gospel promise. Which view of prayer is the better one? Is peaceful adoration, or assertive supplication, the ultimate form of prayer? That question assumes that the answer is completely either-or, which is unlikely.